Thanks for joining us again for another episode of It's Not a Lecture, Just a Thought. And this is episode 45. If you're joining us for the first time, please do go back and have a listen to some of the other episodes. We're more or less halfway through this podcast series and uh, we are turning in today's episode from the Old Testament, from the Hebrew Scriptures to the New Testament. And we're going to begin by talking a little bit about manna and mercy about Jesus and the context of the New Testament. So that episode's coming up next. DNA, DNA, DNA with Dion and Alan. Alan, we've been journeying in the Old Testament up to now, and uh, I mean, there's been such richness that's come out of understanding how to read the scriptures from the perspective of manna and mercy. And I'm keen to get into the New Testament and uh, get some context on on Jesus and the way and person of Jesus. So don't you want to take us into the New Testament now? Thanks, Dion. Well, I'm glad you mentioned manna and mercy because a lot of the talks that we've been sharing have been based uh, or inspired by a book by a person by the name of Daniel Erlander called Manor and Mercy. And listeners, if you want to check it out, you can go to manorandmercy.org, manorandmercy.org, and you can be able to order the resource. And Manor and Mercy is the story of the Bible written from a contextual ex- um, experience. And um, now we're moving into the area of, of the New Testament and crucial to understanding scripture that we've been reflecting on is always what is the context because context gives meaning so if we're going to be dealing with jesus we need to ask the question what was the context in which jesus was was living what was the social political economic religious context and if we don't know that we're going to struggle so we need to really spend time in working out that, that context. So I'm going to rely on that book, Manner and Mercy, and um, from Daniel Erlander, and just share a couple of things, Dion, to paint the picture of the context. Great. So take us into, into uh, some of the, the understanding of what it is that shapes our understanding of Jesus. Because I must say, sometimes when, when we look at the way in which Jesus is presented, it's almost... Uh, a foreign context. You know, I look at pictures of Jesus, for example, and he looks more like a, a 1950s North American guy, you know, with long flowing blonde hair than, than someone who In comes Lewis. from the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So we learn that we, there's a tendency that we paint God in our image. Mm-hmm. And that we reflect on Jesus from our image. So we need to we need to get back to the context in which which was Middle Eastern, sure. Middle Eastern context, and it was during um, the time where Rome was basically the the world superpower of the day. Now there'd been numerous superpowers. Remember, there was Assyria, there was Babylon, there was there was Persia. Then there was the Hellenistic or the Greek period, about three hundred years before Jesus, and then slowly, slowly there was Rome. And, and Dion Rome, yes, they, they came to their empire through war, but also through people, through them offering different things, um, offering peace. You remember it was Rome, peace. Rome was the, the savior, bringing peace. And many people were co-opted willingly into that. We think today of, of some superpowers that kind of get into countries by offering them uh, help, 
with yep. the economy, et cetera, et cetera. And the next minute, they, they have a large influence. Alan, I've seen it uh, as I've traveled across the world, you know, in, in the most unexpected places, you find Starbucks and McDonald's, you know, and, and it's almost like, you know, first a nation will enter by saying, well, let's help you build a dam or That's get it. your roads sorted out. And, and a year or two later, they say, let's help you by, by sending you McDonald's and Starbucks. But also, then there are trade agreements and there are monopolies around that. And we can see the superpowers of today, um, that influence. So that's a good understanding of what was happening then. So very often the peoples were divided. Some people would welcome Rome and others, and others wouldn't. And Rome would come uh, in and uh, Rome basically ruled. And uh, on the outlying areas, they would set up puppet rulers and uh, they'd give them some military to protect them. And it was kind of a divide and rule. They'd take one of the indigenous people, basically, and say, okay, rule in the name of Rome. And, uh, and so we have the Herods who, who ruled. But really, there wasn't much freedom because they were beholden to, to Rome. Religious leaders like the Sadducees uh, were collaborated with the Romans, um, and to a lesser degree the Pharisees, and to an even lesser degree the Essenes, who basically hung out in the desert, didn't want to be involved with, with anything. And, and their, their perspective was, look, leave us to do our religion, and we'll let you be. Mm. Don't influence on our religion. And so there was kind of this unwritten agreement between religion and, and politics. There was the overwhelming majority of people, though, were the poor, were peasants. And you had merchants um, who would be the, the traders, and then you had um, the artisans who, like people building different things and that sort of thing. And, uh, and then there was what we call the anawum, and the anawum were the lowest of the low. These were the widows, the divorced, the orphans, the sick. They were considered the untouchables or the God-forsaken. So let me just summarize that again. You've got Rome rules the page. They set up puppet kings with a puppet military. The priests, the religion, they kind of say, you know, leave us, we'll leave you. And then there's some rich business as well. But that's a tiny minority right at the top of a pyramid. And then the overwhelming majority of people were peasants, people who had been driven off their land, people who were in debt, people who were slaves to the system. And some of those people made their, their living through their craft and others did their trade. And then the very lowest of the low were the, the untouchables or what were considered to be the God forsaken. Listen to more teachings and discussions at www.mannerandmercy.org or connect with us by texting a message to plus two seven seven eight two seven eight five three hundred. Thanks for listening with us again today, and uh, we're looking forward to continue this journey as we enter into the New Testament and the promise of God's new covenant 
to humanity and all of creation. And just to remind you again, if you'd like to uh, get a copy of Daniel Erlander's book, Manna and Mercy, it's a wonderful little resource that you can read for yourself or even use with uh, a small group, a Bible study group, a fellowship group, a youth group. And uh, you can find that on mannerandmercy.org. So thanks for listening. And uh, we look forward to being with you in the next episode.